You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 89. We are back, fam. What is up? Season 5, here we go. I am so pumped, can you tell? I have been missing you guys, sharing all the things, and so I hope you have been missing me too. Guys, we have a packed season ahead of us, and I cannot wait to start sharing with you all the incredible conversations we have been having behind the scenes and a brand new Bible study series that will eventually become a new book. Hopefully, someday soon. But let me not get ahead of myself. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. I am so glad you are here, and I hope that you stay a while. Every Monday morning, I release a new podcast episode where we dive into real topics about faith, life, and business to help us learn more about God and learn more about who we are. That's important too. Today, we kick off the brand new season five with someone who is not afraid of having a little girl talk. That's right. We have Kate Arnold here today, and I cannot think of another perfect way to start this new podcast season than with this discussion. You might know Kate from social media, especially her growing YouTube channel, where she has a series called Girl Talk. We chat about that. And Kate really pulls back the curtain for us on how she got started sharing her videos and the issue with comparison, especially among us ladies. She opens up about loneliness and why we should champion one another. Yes, it is a long conversation. And actually, we might notice that this season guest discussions are lengthy because honestly, they were so good. Just a few reminders, check out our podcast sponsors. We have a couple of new ones, so give them a follow, give them a share, support small businesses. Full links to our sponsors and the things that Kate and I discuss in this episode. You can find those in the description in your podcast player. Also, you can browse the brand new Hello Awesome shop. It is back and it is full of teas, mugs, bags, prints, and notebooks. That's right, we're launching notebooks. Go to helloawesome.live and check it out for yourself. Okay, let's get to that intro music. I know you guys have been waiting for it. Let's start this thing. Here is episode number 89 that I am calling Girl Talk with Kate Arnold. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome Podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Hello Awesome Podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us. US and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. 
Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z.com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seasaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patients and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection, and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is JACY10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am excited that you are back here with me. Season five, we are doing this thing. We have an amazing guest, Kate. I am so excited that you are here on the podcast. We've seen each other on social media, but we could finally talk to each other. And so thank you for being here. Can you just take a minute to share who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and um, really enjoyed. We were just talking for a little while before this conversation and um, had a really good time talking as well. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Kate Arnold. Well, actually, it's Caitlin, but I changed my name to Kate on Instagram. And for some reason, no one knows my full name is Caitlin. So that's just <laughs> what I go by now. Um, but I have a YouTube channel. Um, I started it about six years ago, kind of just started as something fun to do. I was just making like parodies of songs with my friends and like music videos and stuff like that. It was, really wasn't anything serious. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it was when I was 18 that I kind of started taking it more seriously when I saw um, kind of the lack of Christian content that was being uploaded to that site. Yeah. Um, I started noticing like a lot of videos were just getting 
Um, just more kind of carnal, I guess you could say. Like it, there was a lot of the creators that I was watching, um, you know, once they were getting older, they started making more mature content. And of course, a lot of the things in those videos we can't really relate to as Christians. And so I just noticed like even kind of creators that called themselves Christian creators, they were starting to stray away from that content. And, you know, as an apostolic young person, I never really had someone that I could watch online um, as far as YouTube or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, you know, it would be cool if I could make some content and, and hopefully somebody could watch it and feel like there's someone making something for them. So it kind of started with a video called I am apostolic. And I think I had like 800 subscribers at that point. And yeah. after I posted that video, um, my channel just started growing, which completely surprised me. I never, I never thought that that would happen, but um, I think I'm at just under like 9,000 now. Um, which is crazy to me because I, I really never thought that that would happen. So it's, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll keep doing it for a while because I kind of look at that as a part of my ministry. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm also a college student. I'm 21. I'm going to school for elementary education. And um, so I work as a nanny as a part of that. I also work in kids church at my church, sing a little bit. Um, my, my dad's a pastor. So I've been a pastor's kid since I was a baby. Um, and so I just kind of work at my church doing whatever needs to be done. And I love doing that. I'm so blessed to be able to do that. But yeah, I think I think that's about it. Sorry, that was kind of long. <laughs> No, I really appreciate you talking about that and especially, you know, talking about your family, because I think it's so cool to see the connections. And, um, you know, you are the sister of Nicole Soto, formerly Nicole Arnold, which a lot of people, uh, they might know her from social media and also her book and maybe even the podcast because she was also a guest on. And, you know, I've seen you and your family from afar um, and just watching how you guys operate it's just so amazing. I love just the closeness that you guys have and how much you share the love for each other. And you honestly are all so talented. You really are. Um, Thank you so much. I think at one point, one of you shared a video of like your brother singing. And I was like, he's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always say he's the talented one. <laughs> um, he actually has a single coming out. Um well it's tonight but um that it's coming out but by the time you're listening to this it's called freed and it's really good um he wrote it all himself so um we're really really proud of him that's awesome and he's your twin is, isn't he yeah we are twins um we're obviously fraternal but people ask us all the time if we're identical and we're like i <laughs> don't really know how that would work we also don't look alike at all Mm -hmm. um but yeah no we're fraternal and so we we always forget that we're twins we just kind of like think of each other as siblings you know yeah yeah I actually get that I'm the oldest of four um and our youngest two are twins a boy and a girl and they're also fraternal and um I actually was just talking to my brother tonight and it's just so funny because it's like 
it's so different like being the sibling of twins because there's such a Mm -hmm. bond that they have and they are just best friends for life and it's just I mean they have their own inside jokes and they they barely even talk and they just laugh at something they just get each other (laughs) so so well and I love it Right. Yeah, that's how we are, too. We'll just sit in the car and laugh at nothing. That It wasn't even funny, but to us, it's just the funniest thing ever. So I did want to know, because, um, you know, you guys really are, you know, just talented. You are, you're all, all three of you are very creative. And I wanted to know, is that something that you inherited from your parents? Uh, well, thank you. Um, so as far as you know, like the writing gene that my sister has. Um, Our great grandfather um, wrote a lot of um, church history books for United Pentecostal Church, um, just the apostolic faith in general. He kind of, he would travel and do a lot of research of, you know, how the church started and and where we came from. And so I think he has like six, six or eight books. Um, My dad, still prints those and and make sure that they're available for people to learn our church history. Um, So, you know, and then my, my dad is also a writer. He has a book um, called escaping no man's land. And then now my sister is a, is an author as well. Um, And I, I'm not really sure that I got that gene. Um, I do like to write, but I, I think if I ever were to, I would probably do do like something children's related, um, maybe like a, a kid's book about like yeah. praying or, or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, I think writing is definitely something that was inherited. Um, like I said, my brother just wrote a song and, and he I think he wrote like five more recently. Um, so um, I, I don't know if anyone else in our family has ever written music, but my dad is a really good singer. He would always have music playing in the house. And um, at, when we were younger, kind of how to sing together, um, how to blend um, as one voice. He would always teach us, you know, you guys want to sound like one voice. You have to try to match each other's pitch. And then whenever we learned how to do that, he's like, all right, now we're going to try to learn how to harmonize. And it was cool that there was three of us um, so throughout the years, we've kind of alternated between like a soprano and alto and a tenor. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Weston was younger, he could get super high. So he used to be our soprano for a long time. <laughs> um, but then unfortunately, his voice got a little lower. But yeah, my we're, we're so lucky that our, our parents um, really like instilled in us a love for music and writing and, and just like creativity in general. Um, they They never told us like, no, that's not a good idea. Or no, you can't do that. They were just like, if you want to do it, you can do it. And, you know, I want to see it. So, so make sure you show it to me because I want to be the first one to hear it or I want to be the first one to read it. Um, so they always like encouraged us and they never told us like, you can't do that or, or you wouldn't be good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so important. That's so cool to have that. Um, just those memories of, uh, just your dad teaching you and just remembering just how your your parents are so musical. And I think like 
you know, you're a nanny, I'm a mom. I think when you're working with kids, it is so important to like just instill in them that confidence and just be positive Mm -hmm. and be creative and let them have fun. I know when I was growing up, one of the phrases that we could never say in my house was, I can't. Like we would get Mm -hmm. in trouble if I told my mom, like if I was like, I can't do that, she would say, yes, you can. You can do anything if you just try hard enough. And um, so I always had that in my head. And I think Mm -hmm. it does make you a more determined like adult when you have your own goals. For sure. And it's, it's always good to have someone that is just kind of in your corner and you know, some people, they are not um, lucky enough to have, you know, family that's in their corner. And so we're super lucky that our parents were just kind of like always on our side. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're really blessed. And um, for a while, um, we we don't have like a a huge church, you know, our our church started as a home missions church. And so, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening, and you go to a home missions church, or maybe you're a part of a ministry team or a pastor's kid, you know, like home missions church is no joke. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of work. And a lot of the times it's a very small group that's doing everything. And so for a long time, um, it was just us doing music. And so, you know, my sister had to learn how to play piano, not because maybe not because necessarily she wanted to, but just because there was a need for it. And in the same way, you know, my brother had to learn how to play the drums. And, and Mm -hmm. luckily they both are really good at it, but um, that is not something I'm good at. I don't play an instrument, um, but they both do, which is just cool. Yeah. I'm same. I don't play an instrument, but I do dream (laughs) of playing one. I just haven't got to it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. It's just not in me, but yeah. (laughs) Well, so this is perfect to, to talk about, you know, your YouTube channel, because, you know, we're talking about, you know, being determined and starting things and, you know, basically filling a need. And I do think that your channel really does fill that need, you know, creating just some good content, especially for young believers. And I want to know, how did you actually get started sharing your videos? Well, I, I had, like I said before, I had like another channel where I was posting just you know, kind of like goofy videos, some content that wasn't really meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, like I said, when I was like 18, I think that's when I really started um, making like, you know, videos I actually cared about. Um, And so after I did my I Am Apostolic video, um, I started thinking about like, what can I do as far as a series that maybe um, could help people. And, and so I did a series called Kate Talks for a while, just, you know, for lack of a better name, that's what I came up with. Um, <laughs> so I did a video about like friendship and, you know, just what the Bible says about that. And that was kind of the point of the series is talking about topics, but in a biblical sense. And so I also, I did like a video about gossiping and and how that can kind of, you know, come between people and family. And, um, and then I did another video about, um, confidence and I, I don't know. I just, I kind of, um, I felt like these were all topics that young women could really, um, benefit from. 
And, you know, even in researching the videos, because obviously I wanted them to come from um, the Bible and not just, you know, from my my own brain. I wanted to, what does the Bible say about this? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot through my own research and, you know, through reading different books. And um, so, yeah, I kind of just, I, I kind of started it just for fun. And, and the more it grew, the more I realized, like, this is something that we really need. Mm-hmm. And, um, so whenever somebody reaches out to me and asks me like, Hey, do you think I should start one to me? This is not a competition. You know what I mean? Like I'm not competing with you for, for views or for, you know, listens yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is really just a collaboration of, of women of faith. And I feel like at any time someone reaches out to me, like, Hey, do you think I should start one? I'm like, absolutely. Because there is a need for it. And um, I don't think that that, that need is, is fully filled yet. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's definitely a lot more content than there used to be, but I don't think that um, there needs to be just one person doing it, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think anybody could do it. And I think the main thing is just being consistent, um, making sure that you're, you know, doing your best to put out, put out content and not leave people hanging. Um, and also just, you know, having that passion behind it, because I feel like people can tell when you start to get bored or you, you maybe don't really care about what you're talking about. Yeah. Just doing, doing your best to be diligent and, you know, do your research and, and really care about what you're talking about because, you know, what's the point if you're just kind of like, yeah, so today we're talking about, this thing I don't really care about that much (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I know we were talking about this before we were recording and I really enjoyed our conversation I think a lot of people can relate to like just that feeling of insecurity and maybe that's Mm -hmm. why people like ask us like can I do this or should I do this because they have that like insecurity which is totally natural and there is nobody that isn't insecure and I think like you said like when we are just um, remembering that there is room for anybody and Mm -hmm. like the way you do things is not going to be the way that I do things but that's why we both need to do them Because like your personality and how you do things is going to reach some other people, you know, than who I will reach. So and and how how you talk or or even like different discussions that you come up with, God might give you a different message than he might give me. So it's like there's room for all of us. And, you know, I think one thing that I wanted to ask you was about any insecurities that you had to push past. Like, did you have any like insecurities um, in order to show up online, like, for example, for me, I remember just thinking, nobody's going to want this. Like, mm-hmm. even when I was drawing, um, cause I do art too. And I remember when I was first starting to do modest fashion, like illustrations, um, I was like, nobody is even doing it. Like, would it, people even care because nobody's even doing it. And I remember like God telling me, yeah, that's why you need to. <laughs> right. like you were saying you know to fill a need and I just want to know were there any insecurities on your end before showing up online right um well I feel like 
as women, we all have insecurities. I mean, even if you say you don't, you probably do. Um, It's just, it's just something for some reason, it's in our nature. And I feel like even as humans, we just tend to compare ourselves. And Mm. that's like the biggest, I feel like that's the biggest insecurity that most people have is the thief of joy, which is comparison. Um, And, you know, it's like, as women, we can we can compare ourselves in so many different ways. Maybe I'm not as pretty as her, or I'm not as skinny as her. I'm not as funny as her. I'm, I'm not as interesting as her. I don't have as much going on. You know, I'm not as successful. And and you could go down the list of, Mm. uh, there's so many things that you can compare to, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's your friend, whether it's someone you don't know, maybe it's a pastor's wife, like, whoever, whoever it is, like, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone because God made you who you are. And I always say this, you know, not everybody is going to like you and that's okay. I'm, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, anybody to watch me either, but of course, once it started happening, that's when I started getting a little more self-conscious, like, Oh gosh, you know, Mm. now all these people are, are watching me. And, and especially looking back on that video that that made me um get more subscribers the i am apostolic video it is very cringy it is not something (laughs) that i would ever make today i would never make (laughs) it's like the beginning of it is like this very intense piano music and i'm like in case you didn't know i'm apostolic like it's very (laughs) over the top for no reason Mm -hmm. um which you know now, if I would ever remake it today, um, which I, I probably will eventually, yeah. um, I, I definitely would cool. leave out the theatrics. <laughs> Thank you. I would definitely leave out the theatrics because um, it, it was a little much. But um, I noticed, you know, after um, after I started getting more subscribers, um, I would like I would, you know, touch my hair every five seconds in the video, or mm-hmm. I would say, um, you know, every five seconds, like, yeah, um, this, um, um, and yeah, I would just start rambling. I would be looking at myself in the viewfinder. Do I look okay? Like, let me put five lamps behind the camera. So I have the best lighting possible. You know, I was like very self-conscious of the way I looked because I was more worried about, am I looking okay? Rather than, is what I'm saying coming across. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as women, like one of the biggest things that we worry about is our appearance. You know, we're so yeah. focused on like, do I look pretty? Do I look good? Does my hair look okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it just kind of took maturing, honestly, for me to realize like, Hey, that has nothing to do with what I'm doing here. Like the way I look has nothing to do with the message that I'm trying to share. And so if the way I look isn't somebody's cup of tea, that's okay. You don't have to watch the video, but I hope that the message um, is what speaks to you, not necessarily me or or what I look like or what I'm wearing or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely um, a big insecurity of mine was just, I guess, maybe not looking weird or, or not looking dumb or, or looking dumb mm-hmm. or, or whatever, just not looking the way I was supposed to look on camera. Yeah. 
And I definitely think that people can relate to that a hundred percent. And even for me, like I'm not on camera, but like you said, we all have insecurities. And I remember when I felt like God wanted me to, to do a podcast, you know, I grew up bilingual. And so like, I, mm. I feel like sometimes uh, I say words weird because, you know, when you grow up in a house that speaks two languages, um, even though I don't speak that much Spanish now, but I did. It, you say things differently. And so I like mm-hmm. I fumble my words. I feel like I have a speech impediment. Like there's certain things that I hear when I speak that make me cringe, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think like you said, like it's just you got to push past all that, especially if it's about, you know, the message. You have a message to share that needs to be like center stage. And if people don't like you that's a them problem. That's one right. thing that I've, I've tried to say to myself, you know, um, and I want to say that to my kids too, is like, hey, sometimes that's a them problem. Is this a me problem? Or is that a them problem? Exactly. And if it's something like how you look, you can't control that how you talk, <laughs> you really can't control that. That's a them problem. Um, and if they don't get your message, then that then they lost out. They're yeah. the ones who missed out on what you have to say. And so I really do appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, one thing I was really, really um, just encouraged by when we were talking is just like how we really need to. And this word came up when I was like writing the questions for for like, you know, you coming on was the word champion and how I think it's so, so important that we just champion one another more than compare and I wanted yes. to know, like, your thoughts on that word, like champion, championing. How do you say that? Championing, champion, <laughs> champion. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. I'm leaving that in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how do we try and like? What are your thoughts about you know just being being that like champion one another instead of like comparing? Well, that's I. I love that, that word. Um, me and my sister usually say, um, celebrating each other, but I I think it's very like, it's a very similar concept. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely think, um, like I said before, as, as women, we have a tendency to compare ourselves and, um, you know, sometimes we are negatively comparing other people to us. Well, she's not as cool as me. She's not as funny as me, you know, so whatever. Um, And rather than, you know, tearing each other down, even if it's internal, sometimes I'll be thinking something and I'm like, okay, I see a post. This person is annoying me so much. Well, what can I do to Mm -hmm. change being annoyed about that person? You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes the problem isn't other people. Sometimes it's with ourselves. Um, And so a part of, you know, celebrating other people is, or championing, however you say that word, other people or other women. You said it really good. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. Um, Is, you know, looking past those things that maybe annoy us, or maybe they get under our skin and, and realizing the potential that they have, or realizing the good things that they do have, the good qualities that they do have or um, the things that you admire about them, you know, rather than saying, you know, this person posts too much, you could say, wow, this person has a lot of really good posts that, 
you know, a lot of girls could maybe relate to, or just a lot of people in general, um, or maybe just, you know, talk to them and figure out what it is that makes them who they are before we just start, you know, thinking, man, this person, I, I don't think I vibe with this person. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I just think with women, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like we just, we tend to um, feel like we're competing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think that that's really the case, you know, like, we all have different things about us. We all have good things about us and bad things about us. And a lot of those things might be similar. And so rather than trying to fight against each other or, or compare ourselves or, or tear down or whatever, um, we really do need to learn to celebrate with each other. Um, or, you know, maybe like me and my sister, we, we always say that we love you know, how close we are because we're able to celebrate, but we're also able to be there when maybe something doesn't go right and we need someone to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, how can we do this? Um, You know, just making, making a prior, making it a priority um, to kind of put yourself in maybe someone else's shoes and, maybe try to understand, like, I know I'm trying, I'm getting a little introspective here, but this is what I try to do is just thinking about why someone is the way they are, or, you know, what, what are these qualities that this person has that they're helping other people? And, And rather than thinking on, you know, the bad things or the negative things about someone thinking of all the positive things or the things that are helping other people, um, Cause I, I really feel like social media has made, has made us all a little negative. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like yeah. it's so easy to go online and, and pick apart a post or a picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really try not to do that. You know, we all have friends. Maybe they'll send us somebody's post and be like, what, what, why'd they do this? Why'd they say that? I always, I always respond like my friends know now, like, okay, don't, don't send her because I'll always respond with something like, she's a really sweet girl. And they're like, okay, she's not going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You kind of put that, the water on the flame. Right. Just purposing, I guess, in your heart to try your best to celebrate with other people and lift other people up rather than saying, yeah, that is pretty annoying that she did that. You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. we're not going to change people through Instagram anyways, or, or through Facebook or, or whatever it is. So right. Um. <laughs> That's true. It is true. Yeah. I think like what you said, a lot of the times when we feel those things, it's internally and it has to do with us. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like, like, when I have certain feelings about like someone, um, it always points to like a weakness that I have. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember like, oh, I'm probably getting a little annoyed at her because she's really good at something that I'm not really good at. Right. And it makes me feel like less than. Mm-hmm. And so that's not her problem. That's my problem. That's a me right. problem. Exactly. And I think like, so one thing that, yeah, I agree is one thing that I've been doing too is being like, hey, you are really good at doing this. And I'm like, you make me want to be better at being at doing that too you know and I think that's just encouraging and it's not saying that you're not 
degrading yourself or, you know, putting them on a pedestal or anything, but you're just acknowledging that they're just good at something that you're not. And you're just saying, hey, you're really good at this. And I'm, I'm, you know, when I see that, it's encouraging me to maybe be better at that area and not to, to compare in a negative way, but more of just kind of like lifting you up a little bit. And, you know, I think I think it kind of boils down to maybe humility, like being humble mm-hmm. enough to like admit maybe you're bothered by them because there's something that they're doing that you would like to do, but you can't or you haven't done or or right. or or maybe they have something that you just don't have yet, you know, whether it's a family or a boyfriend or whatever. And um and I guess it's just having that humility to be like it's not them, it's me. Right. And also what what you were saying about um maybe sending them a message or or letting them know, I think that's something that we we don't really think about is like if you if you think something like, you know, wow, what, whatever that girl's doing, it's really cool, but you don't say it to her. Like, we all love getting compliments. Girls love getting compliments, you know? Yes, amen. And, <laughs> and for me, I'm I'm a huge, like, words person. So you could, um, you could just send me a little message like, hey, I like what you're, what you're doing over here. And, and that would make my whole week, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like if, um, rather than, you know, sending your friend someone's post and, being like, oh, like that that's pretty cool. I feel like just sending it to that person, it would really be an encouragement. Um, and as far as yeah, like the the sometimes we're we're just annoyed by something because we don't have it. And I feel like um a big thing, like you were saying, is definitely the boyfriend thing, at least in my age bracket. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of people they get annoyed, like, oh, that girl posted about her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? If I had a boyfriend, I would be posting about him too. Because- right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you said, like, like uh, putting yourself in that person's shoes, you know, like if, if you had that blessing, you would talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, you know, just remembering that, just because somebody's posting about a bunch of stuff, it doesn't mean that they're not going through things. And like, I think about just, okay, maybe like, you know, maybe they, they're posting about this because it's like the one happy thing that's going on right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's, maybe they have like a crappy job. Maybe they have like a hard relationship with their parents. Maybe they are going through, I don't know, some depression. Maybe there's a lot of mental health things. A lot of people right. aren't talking about that because like you don't, like you said, a lot of things aren't going to get fixed on Instagram. Like a right. lot of things aren't going to get fixed. And some of that's very private, very real, very scary. People don't usually get vulnerable like that too much. And so like, it's just realizing that we're all human and nobody's perfect. And if we can just champion one another as best as we can, that's really, I think, what God wants us to do. I mean, I think that's what loving each other is about. And I think it's so hard for us as females to do that, to actually, like, take action, like you were saying, like, actually do something by, like, saying something positive or maybe squashing some gossip before it comes up. And it's yep. honestly a lot of that, the fruit of the spirit, self-control. 
It is. Uh, and that's that's an ongoing thing that we need to learn. But I feel like it's so good when we hear like these conversations that you and mm-hmm. I are having on your YouTube channel or on the podcast. It's good for us to talk about these things because we all are in the same boat and we all are kind of thinking similar things. And I think the more that we talk about it, hopefully the more of those negative things will kind of like go away and we can start being more positive and championing. No, I can't say it. Championing. <laughs> yeah, I that guess, is such a hard word. I I would not know what the ing of that I'm going to have to Google that. Um, <laughs> homeschooling parent right here. Um, be, a, <laughs> be a champion to one another. I think it's just important to just realize that everybody goes through some things and maybe just, you know, give the person a little bit of slack and, you know, not be so right. hard on them. And, and social media is really just a highlight reel. You know, I feel like maybe the only site where people post a little bit about like what's actually going on is Facebook. And it's usually sure. like parents and grandparents that are doing that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not usually. That's like, a whole yeah, new people. can of worms right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, you never really know what's going on in someone's life and, And if you do, you know, find yourself kind of doing the opposite of championing or whatever the word is or celebrating (laughs) other people, um, I know there's a lot of really good reading materials that are, you know, Christian or or Bible based um, that just talk about guarding your tongue and how to be, you know, a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, speaking with grace and speaking with love, whether you're with, you know, your close friends or or with someone you don't know very well, because um, I just, I think it's, it's, you know, something that we all do, but it's definitely something that's, I feel like it's unbecoming of a Christian lady, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, you know, if I do hear like a conversation starting, um, I do try my best to be like, Hey, you know what? you don't know that person, you don't know what they're going through. So maybe don't, maybe don't say anything about them. Um, or, or whatever, you know? Um, so I feel like, you know, we can, we can try our best to be the ones to kind of change the course of that conversation or, you know, change someone's mind if they're planning on saying something, you know, that's not nice to, to some, to another girl or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I think this is, you know, the perfect time. If you don't mind, I would love for you to just take a moment and like speak to a girl right now. I have a lot of young listeners and I know a lot of them relate to what we're talking about. And I would love it if you would just speak to a girl who might be out there feeling defeated. Maybe she's struggling with comparison. Maybe she doesn't feel like she has a lot of people in her corner. What would you tell her? Um, well, I would say I've definitely been in that place before, um, especially, you know, when you feel like you don't have anyone in your corner. Um, something I struggled with for a long time was I felt like I didn't really have a friend that I could, you know, really go to and really, you know, talk to and someone that would be there for me and, and celebrate with me and for me, you know. Um, I always felt like, I'm, I'm alone. I don't really have anybody that I can, you know, count on. Um, and well, first of all, the Bible says that we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So first of all, you can always go to God. I know that sounds so cliche, 
but it really does make you feel so much better. And you really feel like, you know, there's someone that loves you and that, and that's listening to you. And, um, but another thing, um, that I want to say is I prayed for a long time for a best friend that I could really count on and someone that would, you know, be there for me and, and someone that I could, you know, kind of, um, talk to about the hard stuff, maybe that I don't want to tell other people. And um, I I finally feel like, you know, I really have that friend that's always going to, you know, stick by me in, in my best friend, Allison. Um, I really do. I thank God for her all the time because she really is a true friend. And, um, and God honors your prayers, even the little things. So if you pray, you know, God, send me a best friend, send me a close friend, send me someone that will be there to listen and, and you know, be, um, in my corner. Um, that's something I, I would definitely recommend because, you know, it may sound like, why would God just randomly send me a person? Um, but he really does. He listens to those prayers that you might think, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, but God is in your corner and, and he wants you to be happy and he, he wants you to enjoy, you know, your life. He doesn't want you to sit here in comparison or, or hating, you know, your life or what's going on. And so, so I would definitely say, you know, if you don't have someone that you feel like you can rely on, um, just pray about it because I promise you, God will bring someone into your life when you least expect it. Um, because it happened to me and, um, and I'm so thankful that it did. Um, and then as far as, you know, just feeling defeated, um, by that, you know, thief of joy comparison. Um, that's another, and once again, it's going to sound cliche, but that's another thing is just praying about it. Um, really going to God and giving him, you know, casting your cares upon him. Um, I feel like sometimes we think in the same way that, you know, rambling to our friends or rambling to our parents, like, well, they're going to get annoyed. You might think, God's going to get annoyed of all these things. But, you know, if you have something that you really, you really can't get off of your mind or, or off of your chest, really go to God and, and tell him like, hey, I'm having a really hard time comparing myself to other people. And, you know, I, I know the Bible says that, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, that I was made in your image, but I don't feel like that's true. Mm. I really don't see that in my life, you know, help me to see why I am special, why I'm important. And I promise you, God is going to start showing you things about yourself and revealing things to you of why you're so important to him and why he loves you so much. Um, and why he died for you, you know, because sometimes we forget that, you know, we, we hear it in church and we're like, yeah, he died for us. But do you really know that? Do you really know that God chose you and, and God made you specifically with your gifts and your talents that other people don't have, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. there's something specific that you can do that maybe somebody else could never do. Um, so, you know, when you're feeling those things, um, really, really just go to God and, and be honest, because I feel like sometimes we go in to these, you know, we want to pray for something, but we kind of go in with like our guard up and, well, I don't want to say the full truth because it's kind of embarrassing. Well, God already knows. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's yeah. no reason to to try to sugarcoat it or or make it seem a little more pleasant because he already knows. 
And I know that he's able to show you who you are in him and, and give you the desires of your heart, whether that's a best friend or, or whether that's a husband or, or whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Thank you for sharing those, you know, just those insights and the encouragement. I really think it's going to help somebody out there because like you said, it's so easy to like sound cliche and say, well, just pray about it. But it's really more of just like, you know, prayer is that communication, that conversation, like with God, like putting it out, all, you know, putting it all out there. And, and even if you don't feel comfortable, like talking to God, I write to God sometimes, like I have a journal. Mm. And like, so I encourage that too. like, just have a journal and just write like, do what um like sometimes creative people when we have a lot in our brain we call it a brain dump (laughs) where you just take all your stuff that's in your brain all your thoughts and you just you just put it out on paper and uh, just doing that you will feel so much lighter it's so true and it's out of your mind it's on paper and if you're doing it as a prayer to god it's literally like you're just writing it out all out on a in a letter And then like giving him the letter, you know, and I think that's really just encouraging um, to those listening. Exactly. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say um, one more thing. Um, I don't know who all here um, watches my videos or or has seen any of my stuff, but um, something that I shared earlier this year, um, it was a video I did about loneliness. um, And I feel like um, I don't know who this this could help today, but I am someone who I I've never felt um, like a like a super sad. Um, I've never been in like a sad state for a long time. I, I've never felt depression or, or whatever it, it is, whatever you want to call it. But um, last year, something happened in my life. It was super personal to me, um, and it really hurt me. Gave me a lot of trust issues. Um, and it just, it made me, you know, question relationships with people. And, um, yeah, I just, I really had a hard time trusting people after that. Um, and so I, I kind of became depressed, um, for a couple months. And of course, you know, people wouldn't know that just looking at you, but it was the type of depression where I would just sit in my room and cry, um, all the time. I remember specifically times where I would literally be out to eat with friends and I would just start crying. It was like, I was so, so sad and I was so lonely. And it was like, I could be with a whole group of people and I would still feel this like loneliness and this emptiness inside. And um, it had nothing to do with like a boy or a relationship or anything like that. Um, so, you know, it was, it was just something that I'd never experienced before. And I just, I remember thinking like, I, I want to quit school. I want to, I wanted to move to another state. I was like, well, maybe I'll just go to another state and, you know, maybe I could like intern at another church and I could just run away from my problems. And I, I don't have to think about this situation anymore. And, and I, I just, I was not, not myself at all. Um, I remember specifically a moment at an altar where God really changed that for me. And I remember I was just praying and, um, I, I remember the song that was playing at the time was sea of victory. Um, 
And it's like, you know, you hear those words and you're like, yeah, like, great. You know, hopefully God will take the situation and turn it for good. But I remember hearing those words and I just prayed like, God, just take all these things from me. Like, please just lift these things off of me. And I physically felt like that loneliness and that depression literally lift off of me. And it was one of like the weirdest, coolest feelings I've ever felt. I just remember my whole body was like crouched over um, a pew. And when I, when I went up, I just felt lighter and I felt happier. I felt joy, like a joy I hadn't felt in a really long time. But it took me some time to get to the place where I wanted to be honest with God. And I wanted to like, you know, really say, hey, God, I can't I can't hold on to this anymore. And I think sometimes we can allow our pride or or, you know, you don't want people to see you crying. So maybe I'll just pray about this at home. Well, I was in a super public place at a at a church event and I just broke down and in tears and finally felt like God completely released me of that depression that I was under. Mm. And so I feel like when we're really honest with God and we just, we just lay it all out there. Hey God, I am super depressed. Here's why. Well, you already know why, but I'm going to tell you I'm sad about this. You know, I'm upset about this. I feel like this person really betrayed my trust. I feel like this, you know, God is able to take those things from you, but we really have to be honest with him and just let him know, you know, what, what's worrying us or what's plaguing our minds or, or why are we up all night thinking about this? And I can say that since that happened, I really feel a joy and a peace that I have never felt. Um, and so if you're struggling with something and, you know, you're maybe you don't, you don't feel like praying about it is going to change it just cast your cares upon the Lord because he does care for you. He does love you. And I really, I I know that he can change your heart and your mind because he's done it for me. And I know he's done it for so many other people. So if you're struggling with something today, just really allow yourself to take those walls down and to be honest with God because he cares and he already knows And he has a plan for all this pain that you're going through right now. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. That's a very personal story, I know. So I'm I'm thankful that you shared that. Um, There are definitely some people listening, as well as myself, who have been in similar situations where they found themselves at an altar. And, you know, church has been different through 2020. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) things are different. But an altar is wherever you make it. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you were in the environment of church and you were that's where you were. But I'm sure you were going to find an altar at some point somewhere, you know. Right. Um, and I think like we can do that in our bedrooms. I mean, sometimes I do that in my master bathroom. You just find a spot <laughs> and you just literally, like you said, cast your cares, you know, uh, on God. And I really do think that. You know, he already knows, like you said, he already knows what we're going through, but it's, it's us admitting that we need him and that Mm -hmm. he, he really is the answer to more, you know, he's the answer to more healing, to more joy, to more peace. And, um, 
you know, it's totally okay to have a, a, a best friend and it's totally okay to talk to your pastor, pastor's wife, your parents about everything. But God is really the number one person that we need to go to for everything. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's so, so important for us to remember that. Right. And even, you know, even if it's in your car or or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be some public place if, if you're a private person. Um, but I, I just know that for me, I was definitely holding on to a lot of hurt for a long time. And I mean, everybody noticed that there was, that I was different. Everybody was like, why are you so sad? Why are you so annoyed about everything? You know, why are you easily irritable? What's your problem? And I had to get to a place where I, I was like, am I allowing this situation to steal my joy when these other people that, that hurt me, they don't even, they don't even care that they hurt me. You know what I mean? They don't even know that I'm still upset about this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you really, sometimes you really have to get to that place where you are kind of broken down for you to realize like, Hey, I, I need God. I can't keep holding on to this myself. And I do, I do agree with that. Um, because I think like you, like you were saying before, like sometimes it sounds so cliche to say different things that we hear all the time in church, you know, like pray, <laughs> read your Bible, talk to God. It's like, it's like we feel like robots, like beep, boop, beep, boop, you know, like we <laughs> sometimes, but the reason why like our pastors and the elders, the reason why the people who have been pillars in the church for 20 years, 30 years, the reason why they tell us that over and over is because that literally is what works. That is what we really need to remember is that they're telling it. They keep reminding us because it's up to us to, to come in relationship with God. And like God has done everything, everything possible like you were saying before like he died for us he loves us um he he has done everything uh to make himself available and so you know it's like that scripture you know we must come boldly to the throne of god you know we have to boldly go there and part of that boldness is admitting that you need him admitting that you're Mm -hmm. broken and that's really difficult for us to do because like I know growing up for me, like I had a hard time when I first came into church because I wasn't born in church. I came into church when I was about 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically your age, Kate. Um, <laughs> and it's such a vulnerable age already because you're not a teenager mm-hmm. and you're kind of transitioning into more of an adult and you've already gone through some things that are real. And I remember being at church and feeling like I can't cry. Like I can't show people mm-hmm. that I, that I, you know, I have this weakness because it always felt like weakness when you're in the world and crying is actually not, it's so freeing and it's actually the strongest thing you can do. I heard somewhere and I'm going to say it wrong, but I heard somewhere that like crying is like you washing yourself clean or, mm-hmm. or God allowing us to, to just refresh our like souls and when that wall was broken down, like they could not get me to stop crying. Like I was <laughs> annoying to the point where like, they were like, can she stop crying now? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't. Cause God is just too good. Um, but yeah. And I think when we have those hurts and we have all those things, those are more walls that get put up, 
you know, those are more of those like the hard shell that we like hide inside of and or hide behind and we think we're protecting ourselves and we think that we're okay, but then we're really not because we're not getting to the root problem and we're, we're not getting to the heart of the issue. And so if we can just at least give God like an open door, he will totally come in and just revamp everything and just revive us and make us new again. Like you said, Kate, you felt like a totally different person and you will, Mm -hmm. because that's, it's all a process. And we have to realize that like Christianity, walking with God, living for God, it's all a journey and we have to be humble and hopefully make ourselves available so that we can be better for ourselves, but Mm -hmm. also we can be better witnesses to other people And like you said, it's not going to change like the people who hurt you. It's not going to change like the past and you, it's probably not going to change any of that situation, but it will change you and it'll make you better. Mm -hmm. And that's really what God wants anyway. Right. And in the same way that, you know, you don't want to have a friend that you're doing all the work and and you're putting in all the work. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes that's how God feels. It's like, we sometimes will just come to him when we need something mm-hmm. and, but we don't want to be honest with him, you know, about what's really going on. We just like, Hey God, you know, I really need a raise. So if you could just do that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But we don't want to be, yeah. you know, real and honest and, and come to him and really, really, you know, um, talk about what's going on and, and even affirm him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, sometimes we just say our prayers and we're like, all right, peace out, make sure you bless all my friends and bless me. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, we don't take the time to really, you know, thank you for, for answering my prayer. Thank you for listening to me. Um, you know, nobody wants that one-sided relationship where they're putting in all the work. And, and I feel like we, we do that to God. Sometimes we just expect him to do all these things. And, and that's the thing is he will, cause he loves us. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think it's, it's also about, you know, putting in that work and, and really being honest and, and two, you know, reading his word. It's like, if you're, you could compare it to, you know, I text my friends every day. I text God every day. Cause I read the Bible every day. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we can't, we can't send him a text or an email, but we can read his word. Right. Um, and, you know, with, you know, what I was talking about earlier, something that really helped me was using the Bible app and, and reading plans about loneliness or, or plans about forgiving people, you know, who didn't ask for forgiveness or, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting your joy back, getting your peace back. You know, those were things that really helped me. And so if you are going through something, I mean, those plans are very specific and, and they have them on like every topic. So, you know, they'll, they'll give you specific chapters and verses that will really, you know, speak to you and help you and, um, that's what we're really, you know, trying to do is edify ourselves in, in the kingdom and, and try to, you know, be the most like Jesus that we can physically be and, and, you know, spiritually be. Um, and a part of that is, you know, reading the word and, and really being honest about who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially when God already knows. So the only person we're really fooling is ourselves or we're, you know, fooling other people, but he already knows. And, and yeah, I think this is just such a, an amazing conversation and, um, you know, kind of to just pivot a little bit 
it kind of just reminds me of just some of the conversations that you've had on Girl Talk, the series that you've had on your YouTube channel, um, which has been incredible, by the way. I think it's so Thank cool you. and um, it's been insightful. There was there, there's been so many times that I'm nodding along with you guys. Like I'm watching your video and I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Preach it. Like you guys just talk about <laughs> some really good stuff. Um and I wanted to know, like, what has the response been with young girls or even just people in general um, about your Girl Talk series? Um, well, thank you so much. Um, I That was obviously the goal is, is people, you know, relating to what we're talking about and, and hopefully learning something. And, and yeah, nodding along because... Um, I, I usually have to mute myself when I film with other people because, um, you know, they'll be saying something and I'm like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm like, and you know, on Zoom, the camera switches to you whenever you talk. So I'm like, okay, I don't need to be on camera while I'm like aggressively amening. So I'm just going to mute myself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We're going to have to put that in asterisks, like aggressively amening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah um well thank you the the response has been really overwhelming once again like i i never expected um any sort of attention on the channel but um i i had hoped that with this series i did start it with the intention that girls would watch it and and be able to relate to it and and learn something from it so um i think you know we've definitely accomplished that goal a little bit Um, and I, you know, I've tried to have a wide range of guests on there, you know, whether it's a, a young college student or it's a married, um, woman who's in ministry or it's a businesswoman who's, you know, also in ministry. I try to have like a wide range of guests, um, you know, just so that everybody can relate to something. And, um, I think it was my, my first episode. Um, I got a lot of messages um, regarding something that my the guest Kristen Hicks had talked about, which was just, you don't have to go through a bunch of crazy stuff to have a good testimony. Yeah, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. we feel like, okay, well, I've never, I've never done drugs and drank and partied. So my testimony doesn't matter. Because, you know, sometimes we hear we hear those testimonies a lot in youth um, services, you know, I was a partier and, and I almost died and then God saved me. And and you're sitting there having done nothing ever. And you're like, Oh man, I don't even have a testimony because I've never done anything. Mm. And you feel like, you know, maybe because you haven't gone through a lot of stuff, you don't really have anything to say. Um, and I know that personally spoke to me because I was, I was lucky enough to be raised in a home where my parents, um, they really made it a point for us to, to go to church and we went to a Christian school. And of course, throughout the years, I've been offered things, but I've never taken them. So I kind of always felt that same way where I'm like, I don't really know that I have a testimony. I mean, I just, I was raised in church and that's that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the response that I got on, on what she said about that, that just, you know, God used Mary, who was a virgin, and she didn't, you know, have anything. She was like the spotless little lamb that she was the one that carried Jesus. But if you look in the lineage of Jesus, who else is in there? 
is Bathsheba. Um, If her and David hadn't had an affair, then, you know, the, the bloodline of Jesus, it would be, you know what I'm saying? Like David was in the bloodline of Jesus and the son that he had with Bathsheba Mm -hmm. is in that bloodline too. And so, and she was just saying, you know, um, or maybe this was a Brooke Ashley, I'm not sure who said this one specifically, but, um, she was just saying, you know, why would, why would the writer not take out her name? Like, why would, why would he leave her name in there knowing, you know, that was, that was a shameful part of, of David's history. But it's like, I feel like, you know, maybe that was left in there to show us some people, maybe they don't have anything that they had to go through and they were able to be used, but some people, maybe they had to go through a lot to learn and then, you know, still be used, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I remember that, that really spoke to me just because I'd never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just so simply put, I, I never really thought too deep into it because sometimes when we read those little begats, this person begat that person, <laughs> we just kind of skim through it. We're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's like three <laughs> pages of the begats and whatever. Yeah, I know. I know. And those, uh, that's such a good point. And I, I mean, I love her, Kristen Hicks. She's amazing. And we should be having her on the podcast soon, hopefully. But, <laughs> you know, I I remember listening to that. And I had someone on the podcast uh, recently, um, last year, talk about something similar. Um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the ones that can say, yeah, I did crazy stuff, but look at me now. But um, <laughs> I, when we look at people like you we don't look at you like you don't have anything to say. And I think sometimes it can maybe feel that way on your end. Mm-hmm. And like, but for, for us, we almost feel like, man, I wish that I, I wish that I had like more time in Sunday school. Like I remember when I first was dating my husband, he was five years younger than me. And um, I was just at the tip of like being kicked out of youth group because of my age, you know, but I'm like, I wish I had that youth group experience where you guys are like having fun and doing icebreakers, doing lock-ins. Like I never got to do that. You know what I mean? Like I Mm -hmm. came to church at 22. So I just like missed all that. So there's different things that I'm like, man, you guys got to do some like really fun, wholesome stuff. You built relationships. You got to go on trips together. And so there's different things. I think different perspectives, like like I, at least for me, I don't look at people grow, you know, growing up at church like they don't have anything to say. I look at them like, wow, you guys are so blessed that you were protected. You know, you're so blessed that you were kept, or, or that you really, you know, you really honored God. You really honored your parents. I mean, that is such a testimony because there are a lot of kids in the world who do not, you know, <laughs> and um, that is a huge testimony of just being faithful you know, just being teachable, growing and learning. And, um, you know, I think that's incredible that you had those conversations. And, and I think more people need to hear that. Because I don't think enough kids who grew up in church hear that, that they still have a voice, they still have a message. And it's okay, you know, to to not go through a lot of hard things. Um, God uses anybody. And I love the examples, you know, especially the biblical examples. I know for me, I relate so much with Rahab, 
who was literally mm-hmm. a prostitute, which I'm not saying I was, but I'm just saying that there's <laughs> different just spiritual things in there. Uh, the similar like lust of the flesh, you know, um, mm-hmm. but as soon as she saw that the spies were men of God, I mean, she instantly just aided them and protected them and left her lifestyle to, to, to basically follow them and knew that their God was God. And it was through her too, that eventually, you know, brought David. So it's, it's, it's messy. Life can be messy, but life can also be beautiful. And you don't have to have a a messy testimony to be used. You just have to be willing. Right. That's so true. Um, And yeah, I, I, I feel like we don't even think about that either. The fact that, you know, maybe people that, that have like a, a more um, intricate testimony than we do or, or whatever, like maybe they're thinking the same thing about us, you know, and that just mm-hmm. goes back to that comparison yeah. thing. You don't even realize. There it goes. Like, Full circle. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how, yeah. We, that's how I like to segue into the next topic when I'm doing girl talk. I'm like, and then we can circle back to this. True professional. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, like we we do compare ourselves and, and we even compare something that you wouldn't even think would be worth a comparison. It's like mm-hmm. we compare testimonies. This person's is more important <laughs> than mine. It, which why do we do that? You know, yeah. it's like true. <laughs> it's like we you know, God has a different plan for each and every person. And the important thing is, um, you know, getting ourselves to heaven and also getting other people to heaven. So it really doesn't matter by what means you're getting there as long as you're getting there. And that's the goal. So um, we definitely, we don't need to be, you know, worrying about, well, I've never gone through this. I'm, maybe I'm not as effective, mm-hmm. um, you know? So I, yeah. I guess just just realizing that, um every testimony matters and, and every testimony can impact somebody. So it, it's been cool to see the messages that I've gotten from a lot of young girls who've said like, yeah, I always feel that way. Like I hear people talking about, you know, I've done this and this and, and I've never done any of that. And I feel like, well, man, I don't have a thing to say. Um, but I think it, I think it's nice for those things to be acknowledged Um and and just just let people know that they matter which is why it's important to not just have you know these these super well-known like leaders you know um on your podcast or your youtube channel not not just having those big names but also just having girls like you or girls like me that Mm -hmm. that have a story and that they want to tell because you know not everyone can relate to um, you know, a big name or, or not everybody could relate to a big singer or whatever, but, um, you know, it, it's important to share, you know, all different types of stories. So everybody feels like, you know, I can relate to that or, or I have someone that I can look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. The, the different responses that I've got, um, and just, you know, hearing what, what people have to say, it's, it's been really cool. And, um, I'm excited to keep going and hopefully it just gets better from here. 
Well, I think it will, obviously. I mean, you're just so easygoing and you're funny. And I really do think you have that just like, just the quality of um, like a good friend. Like if you're talking to you, um, well, obviously I am talking to you, but you know, just like, um, that's what I get is just like, I feel like you're just a good friend, somebody who's willing to listen, but just have these like, real conversations and you're not afraid to like talk about the hard stuff, but you're also not afraid to talk about hair and like, <laughs> you know, taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's just super important, especially like you said, with social media. Um, it's so, it's so refreshing to have content like that. And so um, I just want to thank you for taking time to be on the podcast and, you know, just being vulnerable with me and getting real with me. I love our girl talk that we just had right now. Um, and I want you to just share with everybody specifically where they could find you on social media. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Um, I definitely felt the same way when I was talking to you. It was super easy. Um, felt like I was talking to an old friend. Um, so thank you for being very approachable. Um, as far as where to find me, um, my YouTube channel is called Kate Arnold. So you can just um, search that. Or if you type the word apostolic, that video I made when I was 16 is unfortunately, um, I think it's like one of the top like 10 videos, which I don't know how to get rid of that. I really don't know how I could hide that. But um, unfortunately, that cringy video is there. Um, and then <laughs> can't get rid of it. Um, I'm also on Instagram, um, at kg.arnold. Um, I, I don't really use anything else like other than, you know, Facebook or whatever, but, um, just kind of use that to keep up with the grandparents, you know? So I, I guess that's really the only places. Um, I wanted to say again, um, my brother has a song. I am on it. Um, and it's called Freed by Weston Arnold. If you want to look that up, um, we're super proud of him. Um, my sister has a book. It's called Worth It. A lot of the stuff we talked about in this video, you can find it in that book. Um, and I'm super proud of her as well. So I, I always want to take time to shout her out. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And um I hope to hear from you at some point. <laughs> well, I love it. Thank you again so much for being on the podcast, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate what you're doing and I can't wait to see what else you do. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me, at Hello Awesome Live. That's H E L L O A W E S O M E L I V E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.